Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Was that a beautiful ministration by the choir? Hallelujah. Our God bless you so much. And uh, I've told you very soon I'll be taking you to Europe on a tour. Hallelujah. But it's a blessing to be in church once again. Amen. To see all of you. Look at the person standing next to you and tell the person you're looking good. You're looking powerful. I'm blessed to see you. Wow, what a shock. Lady Pastor Mary. Wow. It's good to see you. Please put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. And it's also exciting to know that we are live on TV. We are live on TV. Amen. It doesn't mean that you should decide that, okay, then I'll sit at home and watch TV. <laughs> what a shock. But we thank God. And um, I think that you're still selling the, um, the digging box, what you need to the decoder to get a the signal so you can get it after service and it's going to be a blessing amen this morning just lift up your hands to the lord wherever you are bless the lord and thank him thank him for his goodness oh yes oh yes lord my heart cries out glory to the king my greatest loving light I hand you everything Glory, glory I hear the angels sing Open my ears, Lord Open my ears
says that where two or three are gathered in your name there you are thank you that you said that we should come boldly to your throne of grace may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need thank you that you said that he that cometh to you must believe that you are that you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you thank you that no one is living here the same we're living here with a reward from your presence may we be satisfied with the goodness of your house touch lives holy spirit come and guide us into all truth help us understand the word of god we bless you in jesus name amen god bless you please be seated and um we want to bless the Lord for uh, the lives of, uh, we have two people today who are actually two uh, families with us today who are joining us uh, to give thanks to God. Um, the family of our brother, Nathaniel Dona, uh, he is here with us and the family, can you please stand? Uh, he lost his wife last year and yesterday we went to do the unveiling of the tomb. And also, Lady Pastor Anna Krantima and her family also. We want to say that it is well. God is in control. We know that our sister is in a better place. And um, God is in control. Amen. Be encouraged. Our mother, our sister, they are all in a very good place. What we know is that they serve God. The Bible says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So now we know that we have to live our lives in a way such that we will meet with them one day. But I believe that the Holy Ghost will be your comforter and strengthen you. Please stretch forth your hands. Let's pray for the families. Let's ask God to strengthen them and comfort them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Korea Miria Katulia Sandalababo, Shinabaria Katalala, Rico Torobo Sunday, Bakianda, Katurianda Bade, Lomuria Sandilipushi Katalababa, Ah, Licoria Sanda, send comfort from heaven, O God, 
blessed be the God of all comfort who comforted us in our tribulation with the comfort wherewith we are also able to comfort other people Lord let them receive your comfort let the Holy Ghost be with them O God let not Satan take advantage of this in the name of Jesus we come against every work of the devil even to discourage them to make them feel down we pray that your strength will be their portion in the name of Jesus Christ we thank you that the joy of the Lord is their strength. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seats. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, I want to continue my series on what Jesus said about prayer. And uh, <laughs> the more I go through, the more I discover things. It's amazing. But um, we're going to read to portions of scripture and then we will fire Luke chapter 18 it's been our foundational scripture and uh, I want to read it amen Luke chapter 18 please turn your Bibles I, I see these days people don't bring Bibles to church and uh, because the screen is there this screen of the law what a shock but it's good to have your own Bible. You write, you underline, write notes. It's good. Amen. Verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Hallelujah. Now I want to add one more scripture in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Galatians 6 verse 9. It says that, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. Today you can title my message, Don't Faint, Pray. Don't Faint, exclamation mark, Pray, another exclamation mark. Look at somebody and say, Don't Faint. Now you see, the way you say the thing shows the importance of the thing. Look at the person again and say, Don't Faint. Pray. Look at the second person and tell the person, don't faint. Pray. Look at the third person and say, don't faint. Pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, what does it mean to faint? Oh, that's what Jesus said. We're talking about what Jesus said about prayer. If you're going to do well, it says, don't faint. Uh, those of you who been coming, we talked already about push. Pray until something happens. 
And then we looked at the prayer of a widow. Jesus said that we should pray like a widow. How does a widow pray? All that you need to learn. We can go over all that. Get the message and listen to it. You can get a CD after service. But today, Jesus is also saying, don't faint. Pray. Right there in verse 1. He said, and he spake a parable unto them to this end. That men ought always to pray and not to faint. So Jesus said, don't faint. Pray. And the question is, what is fainting? If we say somebody is fainting, what does it mean? I was checking the meaning in the dictionary. It says to become weak or wanting in vigor. To grow feeble. To lose strength and color. And the control of the bodily and mental functions. That is fainting. It doesn't mean to swoon is a word. <laughs> it means to sink into depression. Hey, if any of these things is applying to you, it means that today I'm speaking to you. It means to lose courage or spirit. It means to become depressed or despondent. It means to decay. <laughs> it means to disappear. It means to vanish. It means to become dispirited. And it means to become weak. I think I said that already. So, this is what the dictionary is saying. And that alone means that this is a very serious issue. And so Jesus, he was not suggesting it. That, oh, I think that you should not faint. Because it's a very wild state to be in. He said, pray. Don't faint. Because it is not a good place to be. Especially at this time of the year that things look like, listen, there are people fainting already. You have become dispirited. You have become despondent. You have become what? Weak. Why are you weak? As the next person, have you become weak? Have you become weak? <laughs> hey, you become depressed. With all the issues that have happened throughout the year, you can become very depressed. And very sad. Some things you were expecting, they didn't come to pass. You'll be depressed. The brother said, this year is the year for the wedding. And, and all of a sudden, he said, I've changed my mind. When a brother tells you, I've been thinking, you should be careful. But spiritually, what does it mean to faint spiritually? Because the Webster Dictionary has given us something. But what, what is the Bible also saying? Spiritually, to faint means to give in. To give in. Another way to put that is to compromise. And many times when people are fainting, they begin to compromise their Christian standards. You want to find ways to cut corners. You compromise. So I'm fainting. But the fact that you are fainting doesn't mean that you should cut corners. The fact that you are fainting doesn't mean you should give in to certain things. Oh, I'm fainting. So the man asked me for whatever. So I said, okay, no problem. No problem. Oh, for Papa Yebra. And then, oh, I, 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 I. You see, but that's what happened. 
when you read the Bible in Genesis 25, I think verse 26 or so, talking about Esau. The Bible says that one time he came from the field, he was very tired. In fact, the Bible used the word faint. Is that it? Okay. I think it's verse 28. Verse 28. Okay. Um, okay, I'm sure we'll find it. 29. Yeah. Yeah, Bible says Esau came from the field and he was faint. He was faint. Now, what did he do? Verse 20, 30. Bible says that, and Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. Even your situation is giving you a name. Verse 31 says quickly, And Jacob said, Sell me this day your birthright. It will not come easy. Anytime you present yourself as fainting, the devil will bring something to make sure that he will take advantage of the situation. But I declare to you that you shall not faint. 32. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. What profit shall this birthright do to me? You see, and that's also another deception from the devil. That you are going to die. Who said you are going to die? No, you are not dying today. You are not dying tomorrow. Because when you begin to think that this is my end. This situation is going to kill me. That is it. You will want to do anything. You may feel like fainting. It's normal. And that's why this scripture is there. Because God knows that you feel like fainting sometimes. But it doesn't mean you should compromise. It doesn't mean you are going to die. It's a stage. It's a process. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a something you are going to go through. David said, yea, though I walk through. He didn't say, yea, though I sit. Yea, though I die in the valley. No, I am not going to die in the valley. I'm going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It has a shadow of death, but it doesn't mean I'm going to die. It's just a shadow. But the devil will make you think that you are going to die. So the guy said, listen, I'm going to die anyway. What is this birthright to me? Now, all of a sudden, something very important has been trivialized. A lady can just give her body to a man. If you say, me, I don't know. I don't have anybody taking care of me. If this man say you pay my school fees and just to sleep with me, what is it? It's okay. I will just give it to him. Hey! Hey, What is virginity? Is it just not my virginity I'm losing? It's okay. Hey, hey! Hey, hey, hey! Don't let the devil deceive you. He said, what is this birthright to me? But if you should go into what a birthright is and the things that go with being the firstborn in those days, for him to say that it means that he had allowed himself to get to a stage where he had given up, he had given in to what the devil was doing. He said, no, it doesn't mean anything. What is this birthright? So he took the food, he exchanged the birthright. Uh, some soup, butter, butter. The tree Bible says Adikokobi. They couldn't even tell what it was, Adikokobi. But what are the things you are giving up 
in exchange or you are giving into because you feel you are fainting and because you feel it. So we know some place somewhere we can pass there. You know, you have been believing God for a child, it's not working. Yeah, I know this place, it will work. Let's go there. I know a friend, it worked for her, it will work for you. Then you too, you give in. Oh, what is this thing anyway? It's nothing. Let me go. That is the beginning of your downfall. And the Bible says that Esau, we all know that later he sought the birthright. The thing that he said, it meant nothing. Bible says he sought it with tears. With tears. But it was gone. He couldn't get it back. He couldn't get it. Listen, there are some things later you will weep about. And say, Lord, I made a mistake. But it will be too late. A fainting time is just something temporal. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. He said that for our light affliction, which is but for a moment... It worked for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So he said, don't faint in your body. Don't give up. Whatever you're going through, it is just for a moment. So, giving in is one of the ways by which you can uh, um, faint. Number two, fainting also means giving up. (laughs) So there's giving in and there's giving up. In other words, you are quitting. Eh? Atomical Christianity here. I am tired with God. I quit. You see, there are times when we want to quit some things. Yes, I mean, maybe the thing is not working. So, quit and try something else. That, that one is not fainting. That one is wisdom. There are some things you must apply wisdom. That it's time to quit. You are wasting too much time on it. Uh, when we came to church today, they say, eh, quitting means, so I'm not going to quit this thing. This relationship is not working, but you know what? I'm still going to be in it. <laughs> but this one is a quitting that comes out of despair. Things are not working. And, and, and it's not an easy place to be. Sometimes people in that state prefer to die rather than to continue living. We read the story of Jonah. The Bible says that when God called him and told him to go to Nineveh and preach the gospel, he chose rather not to go. And he went to take a ship, bought a ship that was going to Tashish. He went down to, to, to uh, Joppa and then down, he went to uh, to. Uh, the, the ship and it was going down to Tashish and then he went down everything was down down, down. and the Bible says that as he was sleeping there there was a storm and then the people came and said hey hey what is happening what means now when we are this get up and call on your God you see in times of adversity in times when they are stressed what you need to do is to rise up and call on your God and they called him and said, Why are you so saying, Come? And he said, By the way, they cast lots and they found out that he was the reason why the thing was happening. He said, Who are you anyway? He said, I am this and I serve this God and I fear him. I don't know. A whole lot of things he said. So I was wondering why he still ran away from God. 
But he said all these things to them. Then the people said, so what should we do to you? It was a, a question. Now, somebody who was not fainting and had faith that things would move, he would say, you know what, Charlie, let's, let me do what I have to do. Let me go back to God and all that. But he said, throw me <laughs> overboard. There are some people who say, hey, you know, Charlie, I'll prefer to die. Throw me. I want to die. We are not prepared to give you up like that. Somebody sang it. So I said, don't let the wounded soldier die. A lot of wounded soldiers are dying. But it's not time to die. They are, it's time to call them to the side. Speak some encouragement to them. Take them to some prayer time. Pray with them so that they overcome that season. It's not time to die. It's not time to die. Giving up. He gave up. He was fainting. In fact, you find out later in chapter 2. In verse 6. He prayed when he was in the belly of the fish. He prayed a prayer. He said, when I went down to the bottom of the mountain. And then verse 7. What does he say? He said, when my soul fainted within me. I remembered the Lord. He was fainting. So he was at that point where he was giving up. Number three, spiritually, what does it mean to faint? It means emptiness. When you are empty spiritually, you will faint. A lot of people are empty spiritually. There are many things that makes your strength seep out of you. Situations that happen, they make your strength seep out. And so you have no more strength to continue. And then you begin to faint. A lot of people, their strength is gone. And so they can't continue. But you need strength. Especially when you are not praying, your strength will go away. That is why we need to pray. That's why Jesus said, when he comes back, will he find men praying or he will find men fainting ask the next person are you fainting or you are praying God is not interested in people fainting because it's not a good place to be one time the children of Israel were going into a battle he gave a word through Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse 1 he warned them not to faint. He said, When you go out to the battle against your enemies, and you see horses and chariots and the people more than thou, you know something that the thing you see can discourage you. He said, Be not afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you. Which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, and it shall be when you are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people and say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Fear not, do not tremble, rather be ye terrified because of them. 
Neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies. To save you. Hallelujah. If God is looking for people for battle, and in this end time, God is raising people for the end time battle. He's not looking for fearful people. He's not looking for faint-hearted people. He's looking for people who are strong, who are ready for the battle. May you come out of every fainting thing you are in, and may you be strong for the Lord. Say, I hear you. When you go down further, that same scripture in verse 7, you see it there. The Bible says that, Deuteronomy 20, and the officers shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Faint-hearted. Let him go and return to his house, lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his heart. God doesn't need people who are fainting amongst us because the are fainting will affect other people also. So he said, start looking through. Find out, is there anybody who is shaking? Anybody who is fainting? Hey, take the person out because the way they will be moving in the thing, it will affect the other people. Ask the next person, are you fainting or you are strong? Oh yeah, but we will not faint. Sometimes we fail to even see that God is still in control. And we forget all these things. One day David said in Psalm 27, I think verse 14, he said, I had fainted unless I had believed, it's one of those verses, look for it, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David said, if I don't decide to believe, to see his goodness, I'll faint. And let me tell you something, when it comes to believing in God, it's a learning thing. You learn to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I realized that these days the Christians have not learned to believe in God. But you believe in God through the things you learn. And the crowd sang a song. He said, through it all. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all. I've learnt it It's not that it's something which is a part of me I learnt it I've been through some things And the things I've been through It has made me see that my God that I serve is faithful He will be able to see me through Whatever I go through And so I've learnt it I've learnt that I cannot just give up I've learnt that God will take care of me There is something in biology called learning. The animals, they learn things. A frog will continue eating a certain insect. And as insect, they also defend themselves by releasing certain things. 
So the animal will never know that this insect I shouldn't eat. But as they keep eating, every time they eat, there's a certain secretion in their mouth. They eat a secretion in their mouth. They learn that no, this insect is not good. So let me not eat it. In the same way, as you are going through some things, you begin to learn that, oh, when I went to the fire, he was with me. When I went to the water, he was with me. And so, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I've learned it. If you come and see me, that you need money to pay your school fees. And I say, Let's pray about it. I mean, today's Christians, most times, if somebody comes to see a pastor, he's thinking that the pastor should give him money. But he's not thinking that, Pastor, let's pray. Let's believe God. But he said, We've been there where we didn't have shoes to wear. But we believe God that as we pray, God will give us a shoe. And by the grace of God, my God shall supply all your need. We must get to the place where the church can believe in the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Otherwise, we will faint. When you begin to believe, you call on Him. Anytime there's a problem, you rise up and you lift up your voice. The same God who took me through last year, 2016, He's going to take me through. I know I will end the year well. I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. I don't know what I'm speaking to somebody here, but may you pray. May you lift up your voice and pray. Pray, don't faint. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't forget your God. Be your God can do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes we allow the devil to have his way too much. So he feels that we don't have faith in God anymore. But we believe that our God is alive. We believe that our God is there. Oh yeah. You know your problem is that you are too gentle. Your problem is that you are too nice. And the devil likes people who are very nice. So when you see, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffer violence and the violence take it, take it, take it by force. It will not just happen. I said it will not just happen. Your joy will not just happen. Your blessing will not just happen. You need to rise up and take it by force. Lift your voice and pray and deal with the situation. Give three people a high five. Tell them we will not faint. Tell them we will pray. We will not faint. We will pray. In the Christian life, fainting is first of all a thing of the mind. Oh yeah. The devil will attack you in the mind. When you give up there, that's it. It starts from the mind before the act itself takes place. And so many things come up to make you give up in your mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why Paul said in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, he said, wherefore 
seeing that we are so encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses he said let us lay aside every weight lay it aside and the sin which does so easily beset us he said and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking not to Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith he said who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross despising the shame and is now set down at the right hand of God the father he, he said for consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners lest ye be wearied in your mind and then you faint Jesus said You will be wearied in your mind. And that's the strategy of the devil. Daniel 7, 25. The Bible says something. It says that. And he shall speak great words against the most high. That's the devil. He doesn't respect. And he shall wear out the saints. He will make the saints tired. How is he going to do that? He said. He would think of changing times and laws. The time that you are expecting something to happen, it will not happen. The time that you are believing God to do something, it will not happen. So as the time is changing, you begin to become some way. And after some time, you are tired and you begin to faint. And he said, listen, I don't think it's even important anymore. I don't think this thing I should pursue it anymore. It is not worth fighting for it. But who said it's not worth fighting for your birthright? Who said it's not worth fighting for your blessing? Who said it's not worth fighting for your joy? Who said it's not worth fighting for your family? Who said it's not worth fighting for your peace but the devil will tell you it's not worth it he will wear out the sins he makes people faint by wearing them out you see a lot of people and that's a strategy some people use in boxing they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't have so much uh, whatever, but they use a strategy of wearing you out. They will run around with you. Uh, is there somebody like there's somebody who fights like that? I think Muhammad Ali used to fight like that. You will be running around, you see that you are tired. Ah, then they give you one blow, you see that. Yeah. The devil wants you to be running around, running around, running around, running around before you realize you are tired. Then he gives you one blow. But I came to announce to you, you shall not faint. I see you rising up and I see you fighting on. Lift your hand and give the Lord a shh. Walk to seven people, tell them I will not faint. I will not faint. I will fight on. I will pray on. I will keep doing what I'm doing. Do not be weary in well doing. Ha, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. He said, do not be weary in well-doing. Sometimes you can be tired of praying. You can be tired of church. You can be tired of believing in God. When your breakthrough is not coming, it's not easy. Yeah, we are tired. 
Look at this widow who was chasing this man. After some time, you'll be tired. That's the devil. You're tired. But he said, Do not be weary. Do not be weary. Do not be weary in well doing. Keep on praying. Keep on coming to church. Keep on serving God. Keep on doing good. Do not be weary for in due season. You know, Bible says in due season, the devil will only attack you when your due season is approaching. He will attack you with fainting and tiredness when your due season is approaching. Because he can see it. So he will make you tired, weary, and you faint. Then you miss your season. Listen, anytime you begin to feel weary and fainting, it's a prophetic indication that you are approaching your harvest. Oh, I don't know whether I'm speaking to somebody here. But I see somebody. You have decided that you will not give up. You will fight on to the very end. Tell somebody, if you don't become weary, the devil cannot get you. Oh, tell another person, if you don't become weary, the devil cannot get you. Hey, I may feel like I'm fainting, but I'm not fainting. How many sometimes you feel like fainting? Oh, I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. The situation you are going through, you feel like fainting. But don't faint. I said, don't faint. I said, don't faint. Ah. Satan is a strategist. Like every strategist, there are two things he does. Number one, he uses what I call, I'm going to close. He uses what I call long war. He prolongs the war, the, the fighting, the battle. So after some time, you'll be tired. Second Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. I'm just closing. <laughs> we can't finish, we'll continue. The more I read this scripture, the more I'm so blessed. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David watched stronger and stronger. And the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. Which one will you choose? If you choose the house of David, you are going to wax stronger and stronger. But if you choose the house of Saul, you will wax weaker and weaker. There are people who are becoming weaker because they have assumed that we have lost the battle. When you read Bible uh, commentary and all, they make you understand that David was a fearless fighter. He was not afraid of anything. When he was fighting, he would be moving. The people themselves, he was a fearless fighter. The, the house of David was stronger and stronger. And the house of Saul was weaker and weaker. But the devil will use the strategy of a long war. After some time, you will become weak. It will withdraw your forces and stop. That is the same thing Iraq did to America. Hey, what a war. 
it was a long one. It was not until Saddam Hussein died. Though. The thing was going to continue from 2003 when they started. The thing went on till they killed Saddam Hussein in 2011. America is far bigger, far stronger. They outnumber them, whatever way, financially, intelligence, everything. But they were using a strategy. It is called long war. Listen, the devil knows that boot for boot, he can't fight you. If you begin to use the name of Jesus, he knows that things will not work. And so, he will just delay things. He will prolong things. He will make the thing take a long time. So after some time, you say, no, this God cry. He doesn't answer prayer. Let me stop. I am tired. I am fainting. I can't go on anymore. And then you give up. Then you miss what God has for you. Oh, I declare the end of every prolonged battle in your life. Some things have gone on for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, he will delay your expectation. It is it, that the prolonged war actually is to delay. That's how he prolongs the war. He delays your expectation. And the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So you will faint. Faith will go. Love will go. You can't love anymore. And number two, he would he would do that by depleting your resources. You will put in and put in and put in, but nothing is changing. If you are trying to change somebody, you've done. You are following up somebody. You followed up, and nothing is changing. You will faint. Let me just stop. But don't stop. Listen, there are some demons and they are what we call transgenerational demons. Long war. Hey, they will be in the family. Nobody can marry. Nothing will work. This, that. As you have also come on the scene, you two fight. No, 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 no. Don't stand there and say, hey. uh, it looks like it has been in the family. This one, we can't fight it. Listen, brother, you are the one that God has been waiting for to rise up in your family and pray about the situation. People don't marry and so what? Ah, the Bible says that you can lift up your voice in prayer and your God will answer your prayer. Hey. to close Absalom he tried to fight David it was not a simple issue (laughs) because he didn't understand why he had made Solomon king and he didn't make him but it was not his decision it was God's decision 1st Kings chapter 2 verse 15 so God had ordained that Solomon should be the king but Absalom didn't like it he went to see uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Ahitophel. Ahitophel, very bad guy. <laughs> but he was very wise. Bible says all the, the things he gave to David, every one of them happened. I mean, advice he gave to him, it worked. 40 years he was with David. It was not a simple thing. So he went to see, he said, what should we do? Then he said, listen, we need to deploy 12,000 uh, troops. I think first Samuel chapter 23 also. 
12,000 troops to fight. Just David. You see, you don't know who you are. 12,000 demons must fight you. Did you see the madman of Gadara? 6,000 demons were inside of him. You are not a simple person. It takes 12,000 demons to affect you alone. Now, if you don't know this, you will faint. You will say, oh, I am, I am not a strong person. Who said? You are very strong. You are very strong. 12,000 people to fight David, one man. 12,000. If it takes 12,000 demons to fight you alone, can you imagine how strong you are? As the next person, can you imagine how strong you are? That is why you should not just relax. You must come into the presence of God. Take your place in the house of God. Lift up your voice in prayer. It was that situation that made David pray some three. Many are they that are increased and rise up against me. It's about thou, O God, I a shield about me. He said, you are the, my glory and the lifter of my, my head. Today I see your God rising up Fighting for you Giving you victory Over every work of the devil May you rise up in prayer May you not give up May you be like Samson Who said to God Don't let me die with these Philistines Let my hair grow again Let something happen again Oh somebody's hair Is about to grow again up your hand and say, I refuse to quit. Say, I refuse to faint. The Bible says that if your strength fails in the day of adversity, then you are very weak. Very weak. But we're going to pray. One day Jeremiah was complaining to God in Jeremiah chapter 12. "Eh, Why me alone my life? This, that, that. And the Lord asked him a simple question. In verse 5, he said, If you have been dealing with footmen and they have wearied you, what will you do when you are fighting with horse, horsemen? The times we are in, we are not dealing with footmen, we are dealing with horsemen. It takes people with a certain kind of faith, it takes people with a certain kind of belief in who they are to overcome. The horseman, and I see you overcoming the horseman. Do you know why I know you can do it? Because the Bible says that Elijah, when he was on Mount Carmel, he waited on the Lord, he prayed. The spirit of the Lord, the Bible said, the hand of the Lord came upon him. And Elijah he told Ahab to move, but the Bible says that Elijah received an overtaking anointing. The hand of the Lord came upon him. And he ran faster than the horse and the chariots. I came to announce to you, you are going to run faster than you've ever run. You shall overcome the horses. You shall overcome the four horsemen. I see you going to the very end. I see you going to the end of the year. That the first December, I will see you standing here, praising God. The devil thought you were dead. And he thought this was your last, but it's not going to be your last. I see you living. You shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. Lift your hand and shout, yeah! 
That is why Isaiah said that they that wait upon the Lord. He said even the youth they will fail and the young men they will utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen. My time is up. Stand to your feet. Oh, I thought you were going to put your hands together for Jesus. Next week, I'm going to teach you how to wait upon the Lord. How you're going to renew your strength. How you will mount up with wings like an eagle. You will run. You will not be tired. You will walk and you will not faint. I see you as an overcomer. I see you overcoming. I see you going forward. Anything the devil is using to bring you down. It will not work in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and give the Lord a shout. Lift up your voice and begin to thank God for the victory he has given you. Thank him that you are not going to give up. You are not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. We will wait upon the Lord. Don't faint. Pray. We will not faint. We will pray. We will overcome the footman. We will overcome the horseman. Oh yes. Anybody fainting. Today may you receive strength. I don't know what is happening. But may God strengthen you. Do not be weary. Do not be weary. Do not be weary in well doing. For in due season, you shall reap. I see your due season. I see your due season. The month of December is your due season. Before 2015 ends, God will surprise you. God will favor you. God will show you his grace. God will show you his mercy. I see the hand of God helping you and giving you favor. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Lord. We bless you. We thank you, O God. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church today. But you know deep down in your heart that you are not born again. Maybe you are watching by television. You are not born again. Jesus wants to come into your heart. If you don't have Jesus, you will faint. You will give up. But the Bible says that Christ in you is the hope of glory. Today, somebody, things are not even going well. You don't even understand how your life is going. You're saying, Pastor, I need Jesus in my life. With every head bowed, with all eyes closed, you want Jesus to come into your heart. Wherever you are, lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands at the back there. Lift it up. Let it go above your head. God bless you. 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 If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Come to me in front of you. My brother, come. Come from the back. Come. Come all the way. Come. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Come from the back. Come all the way. Come this way, sir. Clap for them as they come. Oh, keep clapping. Many people are coming to Jesus. Keep clapping. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. If you are watching my TV, get ready, we're going to pray. Clap for them, they are coming, they are coming, they are coming. I surrender all. Yes. Come to Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Those of you in front here, I need you to lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. It's a sign of surrender. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart and make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. You've taken a very important decision. Christ is in your heart right now. You are born again. Don't forget today. Today is actually your birthday because you got born again. Put your hands together for Jesus. For those of you who also prayed on TV, God bless you. There'll be a number for you to call so that you can get in touch with a pastor to pray with you. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.